This is the SCT Show. Hughes carries for the hash mark into the slot. Horvat scores. Just 12 seconds into the man advantage. The captain gets the Canucks on the board. Four fans. I want to win a cup. And I don't know if you guys want to win a cup. I want to win a cup. By fans. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Jimbo got his ass handed to him this offseason, right? Like, I, I, I could just imagine Aquilini must have just pour him a new asshole. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana and Nam Man. Welcome to another edition of the SCT Podcast. Um, you know, I know we haven't recorded in a bit here. we got Nam here joining uh, joining the pod. Uh, Ryan Lehaw producing in the back there. And Ryan says he has no clue what's been going on uh, during this, uh, uh, like, I, ever since the win streak, the 8-0-1 run. I stopped watching. He's, too, he's tuned out. Yeah, you know, all the negative media in Vancouver has said they have no chance of making the playoffs. Oh, wow. Um, they are currently winning 7-1 against the, the supposed uh, uh, Stanley Cup contenders, Calgary Fugazi Flames. Fugazi Fugazi Flames. Um, Fugazi. <laughs> can't say the word. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Vancouver media today were just kissing their asses, the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames' asses, for a good three, four days leading up to this game. They were kissing yep. each other. He's got a Stanley Cup contenders. Randy Janda, my guy. He's even like, I put some money on the Flames to win the goddamn cup. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, are we in Calgary today? Like, are, are they doing the show from Calgary? Like, is this, isn't this Vancouver Sports Radio? Um, a lot of the Vancouver Sports Radio guys were kissing the Flames' ass. How Daryl Sutter's a good analytics coach, even though he acts like he's old school. Um, you know, they got a good defense. Eric Branson making a name for himself on the back end somehow. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Um, you know, they had a shitty year last year. All the fans in, in Calgary wanted Goudreau traded. Wadden Monaghan traded. They wanted a full-on rebuild. And right now, they're one of the best teams in the goddamn league because they made a coaching change. Nam, they made a coaching change. They got, a, they good, they got a good coach behind the bench now. And they haven't changed one. They haven't changed their team one bit, other than you know trading Sam uh, Sam Bennett, who's on the Florida Panthers now. What what happened with these Calgary Flames? Like, why are the Calgary Flames all of a sudden so good after a crappy year last year? And do you think it's possible for the Vancouver Canucks to do something similar next year? Because let's be honest, Travis Green not looking like the brightest coach right now. Can we all agree? So, so I'll, I'll, I'll start off by saying this. This damn media also wanted to trade PD early in the year. Bastards, these media people. Why did they want to trade PD? Now, eat your words. Eat your words, damn bastard media people. I okay, never said trade PD. Oh, no. What? What? I, I, I criticized PD because he had a shitty start to the season. Are we just going to ignore how bad he was at the start of the season? You know, we could talk about his wrist being... You know, like recovering from the risk might have been a problem for for him. Might have, maybe. It doesn't change the way you skate. It doesn't change the way you 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 battle for the puck. Like Pat, I, I don't th- I don't think this is a hill game. worth dying on. Just no, just listen. Eat, no, no. eat your crow. Eat your crow. I'm it's, not it's, eating it's, crow. It's I, never said trade I said I would trade PD if it meant that we got Matt Barzell. Don't act like that's an outlandish. Atlantis trade, like yeah, sure. You wanna you wanna say your guy's better because he plays in your city and he plays for your team, but 
last time I checked, the best season Matt Barzell had it, it was way better than the best season Pedersen's ever had. Well, you know, so here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. We we could when it comes to trade trade talk. I wasn't saying trade PD. I was saying if we got Matt Barzell, who's also struggling on the island, who also got his team to the conference finals last year, one game away from winning to go into the cup finals against the best team in the league in the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's the best player on that team. He had that team one game away from going to the cup final. What's so bad? Let me ask you this question. Let let me ask you this question, though. Let me ask you this question. Would that trade, now that you've seen PD's back, wouldn't that trade have just looked absolutely stupid? Like, wouldn't wouldn't you just look like a complete dumbass right now? No, who's better right now? PD, of course. Who would you rather have, PD or Barzell right now? If you had an opportunity to make that trade right now, I'd PD Barzell. I'd rather have Barzell. He just skates way wow. better. Wow. He skates better. He doesn't shoot the puck. Crazy guy. We, 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 we need the rest of the crew. We'll, we'll, continue this talk. we'll continue this talk once we get a couple of They're going to be compared for the rest of their careers, most likely. We'll, just we'll because- continue this in a bit. We'll continue this. Bit. Let me answer your question, though. Your uh, question about coaching change. The thing is that, it, it, to me, when I look at this roster – um, obviously we have no idea what you know this new managing group is going to do in terms of turning it over. And I still think at the end of the day, the, the defense, the blue line, is going to be the one area that they really need a lot more improvements. But you know, it's not crazy to think that they'll have a better year next year. In fact, we've already seen them play better under Boudreaux you know, for most of this year. However, Again, you know, is the goal to, you know, just kind of be marginally better and compete for a playoff spot or is the goal to be a cup contender? And, and I, you know, everything we've heard from this management group suggests that they, they want to be a cup contender. So, yeah, maybe they end up needing to take a step back. Or the Fugazi or Fugazi. Um, I'll tell you that they're, they're clearly a lot further along than we are, but like, I'm not going to go like, like I'll take Colorado type of teams of this. However, you know, the, they've got, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, the coaching, like that's the one thing Sutter does is his early impacts are usually quite solid. Right. And so he's got them playing the Sutter way. Um, they've obviously got Marky playing, you know, Vesna caliber, right. The year he's having right now. And the defense, you know, has been pretty damn solid. Of course, Tanev, we know all about him. I mean, the unfortunate kind of funny thing about it is, you know, he he hasn't been able to stay healthy while, while he was a Canuck, and he hasn't gotten hurt while he's a Flame, right? So, but when he was healthy, we all knew how good he was. But by the and, way, um, by yeah. the way, going back to that Pedersen conversation, okay, you want, you want to go back there? The same number amount of points right now. I don't know what the points, uh, how many points Pedersen had today. I think he had three. So that would put him yeah. at 37 in 52 uh, games or 53 games. And Barzell has 34 points, which Pedersen had going into this game. And oh, oh, in 10 less games than Pedersen. Yeah, but the whole point... So, okay. uh, so who would you rather have right now, uh, uh, Nam? PD, no doubt. I, I, I was a PD okay, guy so from the beginning. Games, PD Barzell guy has the same number of points. I'm a PD guy, man. I, I, I honestly think that so this guy's it, got... Is it an outlandish trade, though? No, the whole point is not to trade PD. I don't think you understand. I don't like, think if, you're, if you're trying to PD. buy Barzell, right? If, if that whole point is to buy, you know, get Barzell, you, you, you try to get this guy without giving up arguably speaking, you know, your best asset or best, you know, top two asset type of thing, right? Like, like you got to find a way to get a, like, like, for example, you know, 
like if we wanted to make like a Miller type of trade that led to assets that eventually, you know, got reallocated towards Barzell, that's, you know, the type of trade that you're trying to make here. You're not giving up PD for Barzell, right? That's, I think that's, you know, the whole point of it is it's, it's not so much, there's nothing wrong with, you know, not Barzell, like you know, a great player would love to absolutely have him on the Canucks. It's the trading PD part, right? That's the part that you, you got to stay away from. Let's get this PD conversation out of the way because, you know... No, no, no. We got to wait for the others. Let the I, others join in. I want to hear, I wanna hear I've anybody's noticed, take on that. I've theirs. noticed with people, they never like to give me flowers. They only like to shit on me when I have not. to take, right? They only like to shit like... You know, Jake Bertan's going to follow me. Maybe you like being shit on. Jake Bertan's I don't know. Gonna... You, half the thing you say really you seem to imply that you like to be shit on. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Bertan's going to follow me for the rest of my life, I feel like. Yeah. Like, like every time we have an argument. For sure, stuff, for sure, for sure. Somebody's going to bring up Jake Bertan. Sure, for sure. Okay, for sure. It has to happen. It's the easiest, right? And now it's become, it's become PD, right? It is what now it is. It's become PD. Now it's become PD. But I never hated yeah. PD. I think he's yeah. one of the four pieces. And I think if we're going to win, we're going to need him to be at his best. And... Are we just going to ignore that he had a bad start to the season? Like, people criticized PD, and there was some stupid shit said about PD. Like, he's terrible. Like, you know, he should be in the AHL. Like, th- that kind of shit was, you know, like, come on. Like, Galchenyuk level? That was me. Galchenyuk level. That was trolling. That was me trolling Abu. Come on, man. Like, just let, let, me, <laughs> let me just troll the guy for a bit sometimes. Sure, sure. Okay, um, sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I know that we need this guy to be good. I, he's got to be a 100-point guy for us, right? Like, I mean, that's really kind of what he's got to get to. We're going to need him to, you know, he's a franchise center. And um, yeah. we all thought that going into this season. And he had a blip. And it's okay to have a blip when you're 20, 22, 23 years old. Like, that's that's normal for a young player to go through. And what, what he's doing right now is impressive. Like, this is a PD that we thought we were going to see at the start of the year. And let's be honest, as a fan, I got I got fucking frustrated. You know, I got frustrated because I was waiting to see no. And it wasn't just... You got emotional? No. Yeah, yeah, I got emotional. Yeah, sometimes I think uh, with my uh, heart and uh, not my mind. <laughs> but like I said, like, we need this guy. And I'm glad to see him get back to the old PD. And I got nothing against the guy. Like, I think he's good. We're going to need him if we're going to ever one day win the cup. But like I said, I, I didn't want to trade him for pennies, you know? I was trying to get, sure. you know, if I were, like I said, if I were to make a deal and I got frustrated enough with Pedersen where I was just like, you know what? A Barzal for Pedersen trade? Why the fuck not? Like, like, what the hell's going on with Pedersen? And it's just, it, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, we could, you know, we could, we have a center, you know, a number one center in Pedersen. Franchise and, center, man. I mean, those are hard one, to get, honestly. A number one goalie and a number one defenseman. Like, we have all three of those pieces and, and, uh, Let's just hope that we get to see a consistent Pedersen for the rest of the season and he comes to the start of next season like the way he's ending it right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of the interesting thing too is like there's the like you've got almost the hardest pieces to acquire, you know? Like everybody talks about, you know, that number one defenseman. Everybody talks about that number one center, the number one goalie. We've got all that and yet still you know, the, the best we can do is this, you know, sort of bubble playoff type of team, you know, um, playoff, barely a marginal playoff contender. And and that's where it's a little bit kind of like, yeah, we've, we've got some work to be done to, to you know, really turn over this roster and get us there. And, and, and there's going to be some tough decisions. 
you know, and, and speaking of which, like, you know, again, we're going back to, you know, this team can still make a run and all that type of stuff. Like, I think we were talking about it the other day, too. Oh, right? like, well, they need like a six. Now, no, hey, hey, you talk about what do we say? What do we say? You know, hey, you know, you know, after every win, I'm team playoffs. After every lose, I'm team tank, right? Okay. Now, what did we say? They, we said that they need about like a six, seven game winning streak, right? Like, that's what we talked about, I think, before the Islanders game. And then you were crushed on the weekend. I made sure to check in on you on Sunday. And you were you were absolutely devastated and, yeah. said, that, and said that you did not want to talk right, uh, about anything uh, that day. And so I, I left it. you alone. And he I did it. And I left said, you alone. I never said I was team tank. I never said I was team playoff after that loss. I was just quiet. Oh, you were you were I devastated. Mean, you were devastated. devastated because I was like that was the chance. That was the chance to go on a run. But opportunity, like they need a six seven game winning streak, right? Like you know now they've got a couple, so maybe another let's say five. But thing. If they could string something together here, they'll have an opportunity to, you know, kind of get themselves back into at least the picture. But still, like, what's tough is a lot of the teams that they're chasing are having three-point games. Again, it, it the standings always, you know, they're, they're intentionally, you know, done the way they are to make things look closer. But um, anyways... Well, regardless of whatever happens for the rest of this year, whether you know they can go on a run or not, the goal still here is to eventually revamp the roster and and you know find a way to make this into a contender. And there's gonna have to be some really difficult choices. Um, you know, Miller, um, Besser, Garland. I mean, I think one, if not two, of those guys are probably gonna be traded and. Um, maybe just maybe Horvat could potentially be added to that list of two out of those four guys, but I get the feeling they're probably going to try to sign Horvat. Um, and and again, still, uh, you know, I think there's you know going to be they're going to look at uh, trying to trade Myers in the off season as well, and and see if there's something they can be that, that can be done there. Uh, it's tough though, and uh, without really knowing what pieces they'll be able to bring back. Uh, it's challenging to, you know, kind of completely overhaul a roster uh, in an offseason. I think realistically speaking, you probably got to give this management group a solid, you know, year to kind of do their business and, and judge them maybe based on, you know, what, the 23-24 season uh, onwards, right? You got to give them at least one season to kind of truly go through the retool. If you look at even kind of what Florida did, and I guess that's probably the perfect roadmap to what we could hope for, right? Florida had their franchise players and then they were able to, you know, retool that team and, you know, made some fantastic bets that paid off for them. And now they're a cup contender. And so that still would take at least a year, maybe two years. And and that's probably the best case scenario. However, it's tough though, man, because, you know, like whenever you're trying to trade a, a guy like a Besser, you're probably not going to get fair value. It's tough to get fair value, right? Like everybody, like even, you know, if you hear about the, the rumored offer of, of you know, kind of what the Rangers are potentially offering for Miller, these guys aren't giving you, you know, their studs. They're not giving you, like, I don't even know if Cat goes on the table. You know, sure, Laffy and like Schneider aren't on the table. They're, they're giving you scraps. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's the thing that makes you know it so challenging because you know nobody out there you know is is often willing to trade away 
um, you know, their, their prized prospects. Like how often does that even happen? When you think of, when you look back, it's very rare. Like, I, I think you got to find that unique Vegas, sort of Vegas, even Vegas, up, uh, Krebs, who's a, I think a good prospect. And they got, I mean, even that, like, I would say he's a good prospect, but I don't know if I'm going to necessarily call him, you know, like an elite prospect, you know? And, and, and even there, you know, like it's, 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 you know, tough trades to, to, to make because you're, you're looking for certain circumstances where the teams are, you know, willing to make that price. Um, so I don't know. It's tough to say, but we got Gavin joining us here. So, What's up, guys? well, the topic of, of the day here is uh, how Tanbir wanted to trade Pedersen. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get your thoughts on that now. I refuse to acknowledge that you were serious still. I'm just going to keep saying that. Um, do you know what? I've already explained my uh, thought process behind all of it, and uh, I don't want to go through it again, but I want to continue <laughs> on what uh, uh, Nam uh, just said. Like, I don't know what the team should do now. Like, I'm actually at a, at a spot. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think that the three guys that you keep, obviously, are the three guys. Mm-hmm. I only want to name Pedersen in there because he you know, go. let me want to trade him. But he is he's the, the three players. He's at, the core, yeah. Demko Hughes are the three players you want to keep going forward. Um, but the rest, I don't know what to do. Like, I've gone through the process of, should we trade Bo? Like, because there was a time before today or even the last game where Bo was invisible. And then I was like, we should keep JT. And, and now I'm going back to, should we trade JT? Like, I don't, like, should we trade Bester? Like, I, I've thought about Garland. I'm like, I don't want to trade Garland just because I love the way he plays. And he plays with a lot of fire and fight. And he just up in everyone's grill all the time. I just think that it's between one of Besser, Bo, and JT. And uh, fuck, I, I think know. it's JT to be honest with you. Like I, again, it depends on the value, though, right? Gavin, what, what would you do? I, I said I think it's JT as well because I think he mm. has like really good value right now. And then you have to look at the money situation too. You can never ignore it um, of how much you're going to end up paying him should you keep him in the future. Right now, yeah. you could probably fleece a team for a lot right now. Like a team that's looking to contend, uh, that wants to make a push at the deadline. You can probably get a lot out of a team for uh, for JT Miller. Uh, I do warn Canucks fans this, though. If JT Miller goes, I'll tell you right now, we're going to probably... Like, we're obviously... The changes we get are not going to make us instantly good. Like, we're probably yeah. going to get some futures. So, going into next season, expect a lot of losses if you lose JT Miller. Like, we will be losing. But if it's a move for the future of winning a cup, then yeah. And and a comment on Bo Horvat as well. Um, yeah, do, he's not one of the untouchables. Um, it's just the fact that he's a captain, I guess. That's why people are afraid to let him go as well. And in addition to that, I mean, on a contending team, like, if we're at Tampa Bay level or Vegas level, dude, if we have a lot of center depth, he might even be a number three center on the team like i don't think he's he's not in your top six uh you know centering that line he's probably a bottom like on a really good team he's number three center in my opinion so i think he could be a number two center on a championship team if the team is built properly but i do also the thing with the team right now is like this conversation could be pointless at the end of the day like if they go on a run here and they've you know i I know there's a six percent chance and they're just odds. Like before we started the pod, I told I told uh, Ryan these are just odds. Like they don't mean shit. For sure, for the sure. Could still make the playoffs and surprise a bunch of people, and you know, not you know, trade anyone. You know, if you think about it. But you know, if they do go decide decide the route to go trade, you know, trade someone. Yeah, JT is obvious choice because he's older. 
Uh, he's going to get an extension that may pay too much. Um, but, you know, like like Nam said, like what are we going to get for him? Like I don't want What's that the package. price? I don't right. want that package of uh, uh, the Russian player. Fuck, what's his name? Kravstov. Kravstov, Lundqvist. Lundqvist and a first? Like I'd rather try to get Braden Schneider uh, from New You know, York. that package might not even be on the table. You know that? Like there's actually some people who think – that the Rangers are actually kind of holding off on that package. Like, they may not have even offered that. And mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you, Tamir. Like, that's a risky package, right? Because... One question you guys have to answer then, based on what yeah. you just told me. How much do you trust Jim Rutherford to facilitate this trade then? He's not the one, though. It's Patrick Alvin. But he's, he's the one doing the trade Jim Rutherford is mm-hmm. only okaying it or, or, knowing, or saying no to it. I'm sure he's still involved. But with a piece like with a piece like Miller, the reason why I think he's gonna have obviously way more say say than Alvin is because he's a veteran like GM president or whatever you want to call him. And then uh, Alvin, like this, he's he's just coming in now, and you think they're gonna say, "Hey, man, take our best asset right now and trade him." Like it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Of course. It all depends on what happens here. There's still a lot of time before the trade deadline. It's March 21st. There's still like a just under a month away, it's still like you know, like it's a month away, pretty much. And you know, like like we'll see what this team does coming up. They just beat yeah. the hottest team in the league today. Like they yeah. just beat the team that had won ten straight games, um, and the Canucks embarrassed them. They fucked on the ru- on the rough Rutherford point. I'll say one thing that I actually think that I think his role here is to sort of stir the pot in the market, kind of similar to how I like to stir the pot in ST SCT. And just kind of get get the boys going there. I think I think he's he his role should be to really create an intense marketplace and then allow for all of these you know people that he's hired. He's, I mean we've got like what four like a J- AGMs and you know we're starting to add to you know the analytics group and all that type of stuff. Like he's got to give them opportunities to be like okay, like which packages do you like the best? And I've I've said I've said it for a while. I really think that we got to find a way to get, you know, sort of some of the big players involved. So like Colorado, you know, LA, you know, Florida, get some of those teams that are not only, you know, kind of really, you know, looking to, you know, win a cup here this year, but they've got some elite assets that are young enough and potentially could be used as chips. And if you can get just one of them, you know, just one of them to kind of potentially dangle something, then maybe you go back to a team like New York and you say, look, hey, you know, you guys throw in Schneider here or I'm going to go to L.A. And, yeah. you know, I, I've got I've got, you know, the, you know, this blue chip prospect that they're willing to put, put into the deal. Right. Like, and I think that's where Jr. needs to really work the relationships mm-hmm. that he's got. And, and that's I think what he's got to do in here more than being this, you know, kind of scout master. You know, I think he needs to create the marketplace. That's what I think his role should be. I think he's, he's a pro, man. He's like a veteran. If you look at it, like he came in and he he picked up on what our market was and what it was like right away, and he literally yeah. made everyone happy in the span of like two and a half to three weeks, just like that, like so quickly. It was really impressive to me. He really couldn't do any wrong, though. You know, Benning, he couldn't really do Thanks anything so much, wrong. Benning was gone. You like, you know, yeah. like Benning could have said the exact same thing that the Canucks fans would have ripped Benning for. You know, if it, the word. Yeah. Word for word, like I really believe that. Like, well, Benning already set a bar where it was like, "Yo, like he has no credibility, no matter what." He had he no said, credibility. At yeah. a point where everybody wanted him fired, he mm-hmm. could say whatever he wanted, he could do whatever he wanted. 
it's too late, man. It's not gonna happen. Not only that, not only credibility with our fan base, but credibility with other GMs. The moves Alvin makes in the beginning here are really gonna set fresh start moving forward. Yeah, like, sure. GMs are gonna be like, we can't fleece sure. this guy. This guy, whoa, yeah. that's a good trade. That's a good move. Like it's it's how you look to the others, not just your own fan base. You know. I, I honestly sure. believe that the, the the trades won't happen till the off season. Yeah. I, I, like you know, I might be the only one here, but I don't give a fuck about Dom decisions. Fucking. Uh, odds on the Canucks making the playoffs or not? Like, you know, let's see what happens, man. Like, I'm actually still. Uh, they're three games over 500 for the first time this season since the start of the year. Think about it. Like, yeah. they haven't been three games over 500. Like, probably all year. I, I'm not even sure. Like, this is the like they are slowly climbing ever since Bruce has took over, and it's pretty clear to me that the coaching was the issue to start of the year. Like, you know, don't let. Vancouver media fool you into think, saying that the coaching was never the problem because it was. It's so clear that it was. Part of the problem. And Part of the problem. Was. Yeah. It definitely was. And, and there'll, there'll be media types and, and those, I'm not trying to take a shot at Thomas Strand. I'm not trying to take a shot at any media member here right now. What I'm trying to say is, just admit it. You guys were wrong. Travis Green is not a good NHL hockey coach and sure, maybe he'll get a chance somewhere else to prove that he is, but Who's hiring him right now after watching what's going on with the Canucks? The yeah, but Tambier, like, every coach has that, you know, the, the record at the end Glenn always Galt looks really stinky, though, right? You know that, right? He's Glenn Galton 2.0. I know, but like, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is don't judge a coach by, you know, his last few games because every coach's last few games are going to be stinky, right? Like, the, you know, the, that that's always going to be, you know, the, 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 the lock, the room's kind of two in the mode, you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of culture exists. You know, so I, I, I do think that, James you know, so they prepared this year, man. Every coach has their thing. It's like, watch, when we're a contender, like, knock on wood, I, I, I have good faith that we will be. And Bruce Boudreau is our coach, which he will be. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. The next topic of discussion for everyone, and I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the headlines everywhere. These are what the writers are going to write. Can Canucks, as a contender, actually win with a coach who's never gone past, you know, yeah, like, for, sure. for, yeah, for, exactly. for a second round, yeah. Second most winningest coach, uh, uh, you know, percentage-wise uh, in NHL history, but he hasn't even been able to get them, like, you know, get a cup. Like, it's that's that's what I'm saying. So, Barry Trotz had the exact same problem until you fucking pushed through with the Washington Capitals. It happened. Yeah. You don't just win. It, it, when you've that's never true. won, it's a story because you've never won. And until you win, that narrative will never go away. And that's, that's, that's a really good point with Barry Trotz. That's a really good point. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't think that. I think Bruce is a great coach. Like, I actually believe he's. And I and I was a Bruce Brudrow supporter since a couple of years ago. Like, I was I was thinking about you know Bruce Brudrow the coaching option a couple of years ago. Uh, but like at the end of the day, like it's so obvious that the coaching was a problem. Like Brock Besser just woke up and just became a different player the next day. When Bruce Boudreaux got hired, Brock Besser turned his game around and you could just look at the numbers. It is astonishing how much they've changed. Since I, will, yeah. I will say this, the, the, the record with Travis Green this season is not the record. This team is expected that like that. Were, um, the penalty yeah. kill, like the record overall, the lineup combinations he was doing. Yes. I will say that that he, he was, that, that's not good coaching. He was ter- like doing terrible at his job to start the season. I will also say that the winning record we got off the bat with Bruce Boudreau, not accurate towards how well how good our team is, right? Like you'd introduce someone to hockey and you say, look at this team, watch the next 10 games, and you show them that first run. They'd be like, this must be the best team in the league, right? And you'd mm-hmm. be like, no, dude, not even close. 
But now we're at a point where you can look at it and you can be like, this is kind of, we're leveling out here. This is what the Canucks are right now. This is their actual record. But yeah, Travis Green, I'm completely with you, Tanvir. He's he's not as good of a coach as everyone likes to say, um, you know, um, but yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I think that like, you know, going back, like, again, we could probably go on about this for days, but it wasn't just coaching issues too, Tanvir, right? Like, I mean, this was just a desperate organization we'll top down. We'll see it's a co- if it was a coaching issue when the season ends because we'll see if the Canucks make the playoffs. I really believe that they're not out of it yet. I don't care about the six percent odds. You know, I know Ryan. Okay. Ryan Again, Tampa, what's what? What's the point? Is it to make the odds, uh, make the playoffs, or is it to win a win a goddamn cup, man? What's the bar? Like, Jim Benning's gone. You need to stop with the Jim Benning bar. Hey, no, you no, know, no, just no. like being happy no, with just a playoff appearance. Win the cup. The bar is definitely to win the cup. But I'm cheering. And that should be what we should be focusing on, I'm honestly. Cheering, like I'm cheering for this team to make the playoffs, and I think that, you know, I think if the team could go on a run here and they get the Calgary Flames in the first round, they'll embarrass them like they did tonight. And I really believe that. And I and I and I also believe that, you know, that Travis Green and the coaching staff put them in a big enough hole where they might not make the playoffs. And I will look back to that and I will blame that part of the season because they weren't as bad, like Gavin said, as bad as uh, at the start of the year, they weren't as bad as their record showed, but you know, we'll see. I think this team is better than we think they are. And the Calgary flames are a prime example of a team last year who had terrible coaching and they had a good coach in Daryl Sutter and look at what they're doing right now. Tanbir, I, I, I get where your mindset's at on this, but you can jump in and give your opinion on this, but I got to ask Nam because I know Nam, Nam is usually pretty unbiased. And now that Jim Benning's gone, he's definitely not biased. So, um, I gotta ask you now: Do Canucks beat Oilers in a best of seven? This like with the current teams they have. Uh, hey, with the goaltending, I mean, for God's sakes, Arizona might beat Oilers in best of seven. The Oilers goaltending is just complete shit, right? Like, I mean, okay, maybe maybe Arizona is is, is a little bit of a, a stretch there, but like the Oilers goaltending is just complete crap right like looking, it's very like, unpredictable I'm looking at like the like the teams like so we got calgary at top vegas la those are the top three teams in the pacific can be you say that we beat calgary in a best of seven this year okay so yeah. here's my here's how i look at it you know the nhl standings yeah sure the flames are having a better year than the oilers this year and they may be higher in the standings but i really believe if they played in a in a best of seven the oilers win that series they're just they're more dynamic they're more dynamic they're, they're going to win that series. I think the Canucks could beat the Flames in a series as well. But I don't think the Canucks could beat the Oilers in a series. I think the so Oilers... I, I think the Canucks could beat anybody in a playoff series. And, and the reason... You say we can beat the reason why, Oilers. I think we match up better against Calgary. I don't think we can match up... I don't know. That's a weird take. Man, such though. a weird take. I mean, <laughs> for God's sake, Tanvir. Like, that's, a, that's such a Tanvir take, Right? Like, let me go out there and be like, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're top of the world, but they're gonna no, lose to the swamp. Please get back. You know? <laughs> that's such a, that's such a like, like a, like a perfect time bear take right there. But okay, Yo, when you big fights, and I think the Canucks match up with the Flames better than the Oilers. Look at the record the Canucks having against Oilers. They're zero three against Oilers. Where... I want to, I want to hear what Nam has to say though. He's so okay. he's right. make fights. So uh, I think, I think you get into the playoffs. You can beat any team, especially when you've got a goaltender like Demko, right? Like, and we've got elite, we've got elite players as well, right? We've got a really, really strong top end. 
So the, the thing that, you know, was always scary about making the playoffs and, you know, a, the, with the previous regime is, is the mistakes that it could lead to afterwards, right? It's this mirage that makes them think they're better than they are. We saw this happen twice, right? We saw this happen during the 2014-15 season. They made the playoffs in 2015, right? And then what did they do? They doubled down. They, they traded for Sutter. They, you know, traded for Gutty, you know, and they did all, they signed Erickson. And then Vanek, you know, when they... Vanek was about... No, no, Vanek was... Vanek was a year before, right? Or a year, I think Vanek was a year after. It may have been the year after, but but yeah. anyway, they basically you know went out there thinking, oh, we're we're better than we are, and 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 you know because of that they suffered, right? They suffered greatly. They made a lot of shit ass mistakes, and quite frankly, I think they did the same sort of thing, you know, after the the, the twenty twenty you know bubble run here, right? Again, they thought they were better than they are, and and you know so they they doubled down and and you know they kept on you know going forward, and and even now like they made like just look at the you know the previous regime regimes last couple off seasons, those have been some tough pills, like letting, you know, Tanev go, Tafoli go, and even Marky, you know, they, even though I know we had Demko, um, you know, some of the trades and signings that we've made since, you know, th- there was a, you know, some tougher, tougher, you know, situations for us. So with this regime, res- though, I, I do feel like we're at least, you know, like even Rutherford has said, we win a lot of games because of our goalie and God damn it, even today. Like let's you know I'm sure you know you know you guys both watched those that, that game there, Demko makes two breakaway saves when it's zero zero right and I mean you know he and even afterwards I mean he made another couple phenomenal yeah the save without his stick I mean he he was fantastic he right depend on that stick for balance uh, absolutely he was fantastic again unfortunately he didn't get the shutout but he was fantastic again and 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 so. You know, the one thing Rutherford said is, hey, we win a lot of games because our goalie saves our bacon. And and I think having that assessment is very key, very important. So it makes me feel comfortable to say, even if they went to the playoffs and they win a round or two, likely because of the top-end talent, I'm all for it. Honestly, I'm all for it. And and I absolutely think they could win, you know, a round or two. And hell, they could even go to the finals. I mean, for God's sakes. Montreal went to the final last year. I mean, yeah. what the hell, you know, like that shows the confidence in our in in our management, well, our president, like Jim Rutherford. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were on a big like win streak, didn't he yeah. say something like this? Te- like, was there something where it was like this team is clearly not like obviously not this like as good as this record? Yeah, absolutely. You like, gotta be honest. You gotta be honest, and he was. Um, I agree with that. Can I just admit that a Jim Benning built team could go to the Stanley Cup Finals? No, I said Montreal went to the cup finals. You said it's possible. You said it's possible. Hell, they could go to the finals. You just said that. Okay, one thing I will say anything is... Anything can happen about that. I'm going to hold that against you forever now. Anything. I, anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen. However, the real, the reality is this, right? Like, that's fool's game to go out there and, 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 and just be like, let's just get in because I can only build a shitty team that needs to rely on my goalie, right? And so, do I... You know, what would I rather see? What would I rather see is this team make whatever moves they need to make right now that sets us up to win a year, two, three years from now. I agree. But if they make Absolutely. the playoffs, I'm even not if, winning. No, even if, you know, we trade Miller, we trade Besser, we trade Garland, right? I we trade any, Horvat. I mean, any anybody, we, we can trade anybody other than you know, the elite three, the, the three that we mentioned here, you know, our, our, our franchise, you know, three, uh, 
any of those guys, we move them. And if it helps us, you know, become a, a championship team in a couple of years, I'm all for it. Like, forget making the playoffs just to hope that Demko goes on a, on a, on a heater. Like, forget that, man. I think that's... That's a fool's idea. I don't know about trading everyone either, Nam. Like I think No, I'm not two, saying trading everybody. I think I trading know. one of those pieces is I think I think trade like let's say like by the, the deadline, it's like we're like still like five to six points out of the playoff spot. Like for sure. Then then go out and trade Tyler Mott. Like I think trading Tyler Mott's a smart thing. I think trading like anybody in the bottom six or Luke Shan or all those guys that could maybe even get you any kind of draft pick. I think that's necessary because those guys aren't difference makers. Uh, you know, JT Miller, I'm okay if they wait till the offseason. Even if they're five, six points out of the playoffs, I think having more teams in a, a JT Miller trade is a good thing. Bad teams that didn't make the playoffs last year will look to trade for JT Miller. Uh, you know, right now you only have the select few contenders that really want to get in on JT Miller. And it feels like the, it's the New York Rangers and let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you something, Tampere. History has shown often the the trade deadline price is is the best price because often we all we always think, oh, more teams involved, more teams involved. Hello, those teams aren't stupid either. They're also looking at the fact that July first is around the corner. Why am I giving up my three uh, tradable assets, most tradable assets, when I can go out there and and land, let's say, a Forsberg, you know, for free? Essentially, wonder, on the free agent market. I wonder if they could pull off a trade similar to how Calgary and Carolina uh, did a couple of years ago, where the Calgary got Elias Lindholm, uh, Carolina got um, uh, Dougie Hamilton, and Dougie Mike Hamilton. And yeah. uh, they also got Adam Fox in that trade. Even yeah, though I, Adam- I, I, absolutely. Starting right, yeah. so that those are those are fantastic type of examples. And that's for offseason sure. kind of trade. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think. I think that's the type of move that you may be hoping like a, a Besser trade maybe kind of facilitates. I think, I, I think like if I, had to, if I had to guess, I would say you are hoping that JT Miller's value at the, this trade deadline materializes. And by what I mean by that is, you know, you're hoping that there's, you know, some horny team out there that goes, all right, you know, I'll put this, you know, chip in, in, big chip into play, and I'm willing to make this happen because I want to go for, for you know, the two runs with, with JT Miller. Mm-hmm. You're hoping that that materializes, and it's not a given it will, because I, I do think this is going to be the highest his value is. I don't think his value is going to be higher in the offseason. A lot of people seem to think that it is. I just think there's so many other options in the offseason, including free agency. Even if there's more players, there's also, you know, more, like, if, even if there's more teams, there's also more players available potentially, right? And, yeah. and that's why I, I think this is the time to maximize and you just hope that it materializes. And that's honestly, where you hope JR can do his thing. Honestly, Nam, I remember the podcast we did at the start of the year um, and... I was saying that, you know, when, when a team wins, it makes me more excited than when we're talking about the offseason and stuff like that. It's true. Like, they won today. I could give a shit about who we're trading. Like, like I'm not saying – I'm not opposed to trading one of these three guys out of Bo, Besser, or JT. But my mindset is still on that on that eighth or seventh spot in the West. Of course. Like, you're, you're always team playoffs after a win and you're team tank after a loss. I'm never team That's tank. That's the Tanbeer way. I'm never team tank unless at the start of the we- year – where they started so bad 
that I actually got on Team Tank there for a bit. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, Tamir. SCT podcast, like this pod, this podcast that we do, we need a flip flop company to to sponsor this podcast. I mean, like who better as a spokesperson for that flip flop company than Tamir? Like. Perfect, absolutely perfect. Come we, on, we producer a, Ryan, get on a, this. We need a fucking uh, the Jutti sponsor. You know, we need a Jutti sponsor, man. That's what we need. Hey, Gavin, what do you think? Yeah, no, my uh, my parents just came back from um, India, so I probably could have gotten a, a Jutti or two, you know, for a tan beer. Perfect. You, they can pay us in rupees. Logo, got a Canucks logo put on it too, you know. They can pay us in rupees. <laughs> rupees. Yeah, SCT accepts rupees. We, I hate. Thing, I hate. I hate admitting when I'm Team Tank, even though when I know I am. It just makes me feel like I'm shitting on I my can't, I can't. I can't cheer for L's unless I like. It was like the Willie D days. You know what I mean? Like those were. Those for days. me, Team Tank is. I don't cheer for the L, but if we lose, I'm not upset. If I'm if we lose and I'm upset, that means I'm going for Team Playoffs, obviously. But if we lose and I'm like, oh, whatever. I, I, you know, like that's team tank for me. Like I'm not. It's a little easier. Like, come Calgary, come back from this three zero. You know, like I'm not. Yeah. I'm never. Really years, okay with Calgary beating us. You know the thing is, guys, it's easier to be sort of you know on the team tank thing when there's also like a, a crazy you know uh, prospect, you know, like a, a first overall, like like next year, Connor Bedard, for example. Yeah. Like hell yeah, right? Like hell yeah. About, like I still fantasize about like when I'm when I'm drunk enough. Sometimes I'll just bring it up when I'm with my friends. I'm like, what if he didn't make the playoffs in 2015, guys? What if, yeah, what McDavid, if, right? <laughs> McDavid. I mean, McDavid, honestly, it's if we had McDavid, we would have a Stanley Cup by now. For I sure, mean, right? I, I mean, there's. Uh, there's McDavid, even even Matthews. I mean, like think about like I know we love to you know shit on on the one lottery number off, right? One lottery number off for Matthews. Yeah, and look that that 2016. Like I mean, Matthews would have would have been a complete you know game changer as well, right? So he's the one player on the Leafs where like like I try my hardest to hate on, but he's so good that it's hard to hate him. Guys, even Jack Hughes. I mean, like he's having such a phenomenal year now. We talk a lot about Quinn, you know, him being amazing, but Jack's, you know, having a breakout season in New Jersey. And there's a 2019 first overall pick. Like that's why you go after these first overall picks. That's why I think secretly we're probably all hoping that you know the Rangers are drunk enough to trade Laffy. You know, as part of this Miller. You know, forget obviously emphasizing about that shit, right? But. Even Kako gives you that, you know, sort of tantalizing upside of like, hey, what know. if this kid breaks out next year? You know, like, mm-hmm. like he was a second overall pick, you know, in twenty in that same, you know, sort of draft class as as Jack Hughes here, and and you know, what if he takes that next step? Right? You never know. So how hard that's the thing that makes it tough. How hard is it nowadays to even be impressed by a team's defense? Like, just think about it for a second, guys. How many teams out there do you look at their defense and you're like, damn, I'm impressed. Wow. Like it's not a major, it's not a big, it's not a big chunk of teams, dude. It's like everything is just ch- like center, centralized around like the offense of a team. You look at that, and yeah. it's just so sad that we have guys like Myers and like we we put so much money into our defense that it feels like it's gonna be so hard to make your defense good at this point. It feels like you can make maybe like a minor like fix or two, but it's like how many teams out there are you like, oh look at that defense, dude. That that team's defense is insane. Like doesn't get talked enough about enough. I feel like. It's it's true, and I think the like the really good teams, like I'm thinking of the Floridas, the Colorados, even yeah. Vegas, like a lot of their defensemen are are also the more offensively minded type, you know. Like I would probably say, actually, Calgary probably is is maybe one of the the top end teams, other than of course they got slacked by you know PD 
here. Uh, uh, I would say Calgary maybe comes to mind as a team that's, you know, got like a really good sort of defensive you know, top four there. Yeah, you know, like, the best team at five right? on five defensively, I think, right now. Yeah, makes and sense, he, right? And like, you laid a spanking on them tonight. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you think of sort of the top end defensemen, I mean, obviously, like, you know, what what, what Joe Sackick did in terms of how he built that defense is, is yeah. phenomenal. Like, how, the way he got Devin Taves. Like, and I, I want to make That's that point insane. as well. Like, we talk about, like, you know, like, like trade values and all that type of stuff. Like, you know, this is the one thing, like, when, when we traded for Miller, Obviously, in hindsight, even looking back, that you know, trade looks like you know a fantastic trade for us in terms of us giving up a first and a third. But then you look at like what you know, like, and this is to kind of a Gavin's point, like when you've established that you're willing to sort of you know pay market value or even you know above market for someone, then you pay a first and a third. You look at what Joe Sakic did in a similar situation for Devin Taves. He got him for two late second round draft picks, guys. Right. And who's to say that, like, in a, you know, type of situation where, you know, we were could have played a little bit of hardball that we could have also gotten Miller for those two late second-round draft picks, no, similar type have, of trade. We don't have two seconds. We don't even have a second this year. But no, no, I meant, like, you know, I know back, I mean, back that, that but summer, we, we, right? We don't add enough. I wonder who else was in the bit. Like, did it come out saying that who else was in the bit? Was our management team in a position where it's like, if we don't give this first round, we're not going to get him at all, and they really, really wanted him? Like, who like, were we bidding against? No, probably nobody. They're bidding against themselves. I want to get some Twitter questions. Uh, sure. All of them are pretty, pretty much the same. Um, well, which one was it again? Fuck. Sorry. I was supposed to be prepared here. Yeah, that is good I'm, homework here. I'm almost, unpre- I'm almost as unprepared as uh, Rick Dollywall. Um, oh, poor Rick, poor Rick. That's not that's uncalled for. Man. Um, Germinder, gonna have to gonna have to text into Rick and remind him about your PD take. Germinder, um, uh, who is also part of SCT, asks who's Germinder. Germinder. Um, who is Steve from Cloverdale? Um, it's not me. That's for sure. I'm not texting in on Donnie and Dolly with Steve from Cloverdale. I think Dolly called me Steve from Cloverdale once. Because he didn't want to say my name, because he read my text, um, and he started calling me Steve from Cloverdale, and then it just became a running joke. And I think Germinder um, uh, uses Steve from Cloverdale now as his text name for Donnie and Dolly, but it's not me. You know, I text in. I, I usually use my name. Um, and then that was from Germinder Dollywell, by the way, Raw is Dollywell on Twitter. And the I don't want to ask Prab's question because <laughs> I don't know, just don't want to. Um, um, and then, it's probably an unintelligent question. Let's not waste our time on that. Crab, he's a beauty. Um, and then Abby Hockey Two L is asking: Is Tanber still on trade PD train? When is he coming back to Twitter? Uh, I've already addressed the PD stuff. I don't think I got to address it again. But coming back to Twitter, <laughs> I am still on Twitter. I'm just using the SCT podcast uh, Twitter account to update my news and stuff. But I won't be coming back as Tanber from Surrey uh, ever again. Why? Well, it's over. It's the end no. of the day. He'll um, be back. He'll be back when the Canucks are back. All right. When the Canucks come back, Tampa ain't gonna uh, miss out on the fun. No man. Uh, you know it is, it's so hard nowadays to stay off Twitter and not see the politics. And you know, when I first started Twitter, it was about you know the Canucks. It was always about the Canucks, and it started going into you know all this COVID shit and all that crap. And it just got to the point where like I just can't handle it anymore. Like. 
there's too many people like when you have that many followers is way too many mentions too many people just coming at you for no reason and especially people that you know that you don't even give a fuck about but you know they just you know they're gonna do their thing and that that's up to them and i'd rather just you know move on and just use the sct uh podcast account on twitter as a way to check news i don't need to tweet i have my whatsapp group chats to piss abu and, <laughs> and sagu off in. and uh you know i have a good time and i think that it's a uh, it's better to stay off that app, you know. It's 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 fun sometimes when you're fucking around, but sometimes w- when you're fucking around, you don't even realize that you could be hurting someone, you know. Like, uh. you know, I had some Evander Kane takes. If somebody's gonna get angry at me for that, that's up to them. But you know, look what he's doing in Edmonton. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit too much, but uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like, fuck, it's just a take, man. You don't have to get hurt about it. it just yeah, takes. it just comes down to it. Just comes down to the point of view, like uh, like where you're coming from when you say it. Yeah, um, I will defend someone, and I've defended Tanvir publicly on Twitter before when I feel like someone's coming at him for no reason because you do have a lot of followers too, and like a lot of times you would say something and then someone would come at you like super aggressively, like they call you like random stuff, like they'll say Tanvir's so homophobic or something like that. Yeah, like, exactly. And, yeah. and you're like all you'd be saying is something that has some that has nothing to do with that so i understand where you're coming from nowadays people misinterpret things a lot you also have to remember that when you are texting or writing something with your phone someone's reading it in a different voice than if you were saying it out loud so yeah yeah at the end of the day like twitter isn't like it was fun while it lasted like you know i had a lot of fun trolling a lot of fun uh talking to Can- or tweeting canucks fans um yeah, i'm still i'm still on it i'm just on the sdt account i'm not going to be tweeting my opinions um, I usually text in on the radio. You're probably hearing me on the fucking on Donnie and Dolly texting in and stuff. Like, it's, why don't you be like Nam? Nam's on Twitter, but he's like a, he's like a passive observer and he talks when he has to. He doesn't get involved in any of those replies, comments. Exactly. My, my, exactly. My, my, my fights happen on WhatsApp now. Like Abu Abu's coming at me recently. Man. I love it. I love it. I love Abu, it. You seem like it. you'd have similar takes though. No, no, he's he's it. he switched to Nam Sagu's uh, side of Twitter. <laughs> no way! Wow. <laughs> He switched over to the dark side, and uh, it's it's sad to see because I remember he used to be we used to be good buddies. We still are good buddies, you know. We're just we're all good friends. We're all good friends. We're all good friends. But like you know, I'm just disappointed that he's gone over to the dark side. But when the Canucks make the playoffs this year, you know, he'll be jumping back on the on on the good side. My dream is a my dream is a day where all Canucks fans are united. That's my dream. Yeah, yeah that'll happen. It'll happen. For, yeah, that's the day we're, we're the day, the, the day we win the cup. I want that day where Thomas Drans comes out and actually, you know, doesn't make stuff up to shit on the team. Oh, come on. He says says stuff where it's so positive that he's like, this team's actually a cup contender. Like, I'm waiting for that day when he comes out and Vancouver Media is on one team again because... I think he'll Man, do it one day. When, he, when we're a contender, when he when we're a contender, of course he will. He'll do it for sure. Absolutely. You know, you know what's really embarrassing that like this whole the last few days, man, so much ass kicking, kissing of the Calgary Flames. Man, like Randeep had, he said that he put some money on the Flames to win the cup. Thomas Drantz is calling them like a five on five juggernaut. Like their goal differentials, they 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 have all the stats, but. In my opinion, when it comes when it comes to playoff hockey, their speed won't be able to match up against the Colorado. It won't be able to match up against the Vegas. And if they play the Vancouver Canucks, they're not beating them. And if they play the Edmonton Oilers, they're not beating them either. So 
Um, we can end the show there. Uh, you know, Nam and Gavin seem to hate my Edmonton Oiler. Uh, it's not- such a horrible, weird I don't thing. hate that. I hate that you said that we would beat the Flames but lose to the Oilers. Like, that doesn't make a, sense. You can't say a, both of those together. What a time just because they're lower in the standings? Stop. No, 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 not at all. It's because the Flames are a better team than the Oilers. Uh, have obvious. you seen the head-to-head matchup? I'm pretty sure Oilers are better head-to-head against the Flames. But and- you're talking regular season, and you just said two seconds ago, when it comes to the playoffs. When it comes to the playoffs, the Edmonton Oilers will beat the Calgary Flames, and we might see that matchup in the playoffs. Ryan, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's the clip of the show, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna yeah. go back, that's the clip. You put that on Twitter, everybody retweets it. Like that's the clip of the show. Like the, the most Tanbeer take. That's the take where Tanbeer says it and Nam and Gavin's reaction before we do end this show. I wanna get your take on what are you, like are you not are you gonna pay attention for the rest of the season or are you just gonna wait till when they're back in the race for sure? I'll Ryan's, probably, Ryan's probably sleeping on the wheel. Oh, Ryan. Yeah, he's muted right, right. Ryan's he's muted sleeping, right on, sleeping Ryan's on the wheel. He's probably not even there right now. He's probably not even there. He's probably just munching Burger King or something right now. Just... Oh, Burger King's overrated. <laughs> okay, we won't get Ryan's take today, unfortunately. But uh, he's actually, he's so, he's so done with the Canucks, he doesn't even want to talk about him anymore. He's just he's no. done. He puts it on record and just leaves. <laughs> Producer oh. Ryan. <laughs> oh, wait. There hold on, go. hold on. There I am. Brian, did you get what I said? I heard some of it. <laughs> okay, I w- okay, I want to ask you this. Are you going to be paying attention to the stretch run here? 29 games left. Sounds like five points out. Do you think they can make the playoffs? Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Probably not, honestly. They'll probably be a bubble team again. Will I be paying attention? If they go on a run, if they go to five, six, seven game w- win streak, probably. But if okay. it's just more of the same, no. Like I've okay. I stopped watching a long time ago. Okay, clip that. Send that to Francesco Accolini. <laughs> send that to um, Bo Horvat. Send that to Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, and uh, I think they'll get a little motivated from that. Because <laughs> when fans go. are when fans are not paying attention, that's a bad thing. So they're gonna go on a run here. Okay. Twenty nine games to go. Canucks go zero and three in the next three games. You have to come back to Twitter. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> never come back. Okay, but yeah, we're on, we're on the pod there. Um, thank you for the questions on Twitter. Um, yeah. Fuck, that's one seven one. I won some money today. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Flame suck. Yeah. Good day. Gazy. Gazy flame. Suck. Good day. 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 Good day.